Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Welcome, everyone. Um, Union of the Unknowns presents another Not Your Mama's News, where we go over topics and stories that interest us from the clown world that we live in. And today is Wednesday, September the 28th, 2022. You know what I mean. And with us today, ladies first, as usual, we have the ATL connector, Jackie. Hello. Hola, como estas? Bien, y tú? Oui, oui. Uh, we have with us Heel Thor. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Wonderful. Nice to have you. Everybody's and favorite normie. Everybody's favorite normie. And we have America's sweetheart, Justin. Konnichiwa. <laughs> All right, so Keel, are you going to get us kicked off today? I am. I have a story worthy of the Saturday night TV movie involving espionage and treason. Um, so it all begins in April 2020 when a couple, uh, Jonathan and Diane Tebby, began sending uh, packages of top secret information about our nuclear submarine program to officials and foreign nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nation they were selling this information to was Brazil. I was going to guess Israel, but I guess they already have everything. All roads lead back to Israel. Now, the Brazilians immediately notified our FBI because... Why does Brazil care about our submarine information? And these, uh, this couple is facing life imprisonment and $100,000 fines. Only $100,000? Oh, and the life imprisonment. And the life imprisonment. Yeah. Well, how would you do both? They have to work off the fine. The Fair other way. question is, did they have, do you know if they had military um, associations? Yes, they were, uh, they're nuclear engineers working for the Navy. Mm-hmm. So they had access to classified information. Now, the information they had was not actually top secret. The best they could do uh, was, what was the official, um, bah, 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 bah. the official description of it was not top secret uh but suffice to say it was not readily available to the general public and so these people are in trouble the the story goes that they would over the course of the past couple of years they would trade these uh secret documents with uh covertly with agents in brazil uh in kind of interesting ways for example they there were uh the fbi recovered a blue memory card wrapped in plastic and placed between two slices of bread on a peanut butter sandwich according to court documents there was also memory cards hidden inside chewing gum packets and band-aid wrappers at various drop-off locations very slick so 
I, I, I'm going to give you guys uh, a chance to guess. What would you say their, uh, their motivation was for betraying their beloved United States of America? They can't stand Biden? I have to guess it has something to do with Trump and or Putin. But that's just because I've been brainwashed. What about you, Think Change Repeat? Um, I'm going to go with... I don't know. I feel like maybe they have some kind of grudge against um, Bolsonaro or, you know, something like that. But that doesn't really make sense. I don't know. Well, and if you are right, he's the Trump of Brazil. So I'm also so technically right. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, you guys got it. Uh, they uh, were selling the secrets due to outrage over Trump's election win. Boom. Nailed it. Wait. <laughs> When, when did this take place? Uh, I guess they had been brewing for quite a while, but they began uh, this operation in April 2020. They were arrested in October 2021. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but wasn't Trump already out by then? Yeah, but they were still pissed off about it, apparently. But why wouldn't they be happy that he lost? That doesn't even make any sense, so... No, these are just a couple of idiots. It must have started when he when he was elected, and they just found out about it in April of 2020. And the other question is, what were they hoping to accomplish by doing that? Like, what money? They were getting paid money uh, for doing it. Hmm. I don't know if it. I don't think it had the the amount in the article here, but. that's a big no-no. Even so the, this I'm, information was not top secret. They were they were sending uh, design elements of our Virginia class submarines hmm. to a foreign nation. No kidding, that's a no-no, huh? So you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. Wow. Well, and it's even on a more like realistic level. It's illegal to sell someone like sugar and say it's cocaine. It's still conspiracy to sell drugs. Hmm. But um, did I miss what were were they getting any sort of monetary or like yeah what were they sending back from Brazil? They were getting paid money for it. I, I believe there was an exchange of Bitcoin at one point. Hmm. That was yeah. back when Bitcoin actually was worth something. That's yeah, value. that's true. <laughs> but it, we will be saying the same thing about the U.S. dollar here this time next year. So TikTok. Interesting. That is interesting. That's a good story. I like stuff like that and find it interesting. And the other thing I was wondering is, so if, if Brazil blew them in, so who were they selling it to then? Like other military people or something? Do you mean who Brazil was in turn going to send that, sell that information to? Or who were the the couple selling directly to from Brazil? Who was the couple selling to? Because if they were turned in, by the Brazilian government, then was it just low-level other military people or something, or what? Or do I, you- I'm, I don't know for sure uh, the exactly who. Um, it just said that the FBI had was contacted by elements in, in Brazil. Hmm. 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 That so is I, very interesting. 
Yeah. I mean, that just really clown world, everybody. Clown world. It, it just clown. really feels like we're missing like an integral part of the story because like it kind of makes sense on its face, but like like Ashley's quite like, where was it going to? How did like who turned them in? Like that, it just feels like we're missing a big gap of what well, actually happened. I'm not sure who they contacted first, but the Brazilians immediately contacted the FBI, who then took over the whole operation. Hmm. So they were talking to FBI agents after that, oh. undercover. So they thought they were selling secrets to to Brazil, and they were just. Selling the them FBI back to the United it. States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were just helping the FBI build a case against themselves. Well, okay. well, that makes me wonder if the FBI messaged someone and was like, hey, I see that you don't like Trump based on your Facebook post. How would you really like to get back at him by sending these documents to someone in Brazil? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe so. We don't I mean, know yet. I don't think the, the trial hasn't... It is the modus operandi yet. of the FBI to create the crimes to solve. Yeah. It <laughs> is, but it's normally of political opposition, you know? That's the part. That's the iffy part, because these days they've been going after conservatives. Like, it seems like almost exclusively conservatives. So I would think that they would they would not go after someone who was anti-Trump. Um, just like the kid, the the Republican kid who was like 18, 19 years old that got run over by some liberal or something. They mm. uh, Vice magazine said that he was an extremist Republican. I think it was that was in North Dakota, I believe, correct? I'm not sure exactly and- where, but I do think it was um in the North Midwest. And it just it just rings to me like I'd feel like that like it's that would be Trump country up there. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird situation, and the way that they're talking about him is weird. And obviously, if someone if the roles had been reversed, they would be making a very huge deal about oh for sure conservative. You know, well so. when they when they cast the roles for the TV movie based on this story, I'm sure that they'll be, you know pro-Trump right-wing extremists probably trying to plot with the Russian government to assassinate Joe Biden or something like that. Yep. And it all started because of January 6th. Yep. Mm-hmm. I bold of you to assume that there will still be humanity by the time they get around to making that movie. <laughs> yeah. We could all be gone by then. Who knows? Well, we it, be, seems, it seems like they're really pushing for new- it really huh? seems like they're. It really seems like they're pushing for nuclear war. It does. Um, well, we definitely can touch back on that, but I do want to get to um, Jackie's story. So, Jackie, why don't you tell us what you have? So, uh, I found this on everybody's favorite fact checkers for the book uh, USA Today. Uh, invited to the White House. So obviously, if they wrote it, we know that it's true. Hundred uh, percent, huh? Hundred percent. Yep. Uh, but this is definitely messed up. That what happened to these people? Either way. So invited to the White House, then shunned. No matter what they say, they don't see us. 
and um, a gentleman by the name of Dewan Zoe Kennedy spends his days and nights mentoring young people in Detroit, particularly those most at risk of engaging criminal behavior, gun violence, and ultimately incarceration. Kennedy, 41, understands the challenges more than most. He spent 14 years in prison for selling narcotics and manslaughter. While incarcerated, Kennedy linked with religious leaders, read and educated himself about the conditioning of criminals and worked to rehabilitate his life. Three weeks after his release in 2019, he returned home and realized he had influence in his neighborhood and it became his life's mission to help those he believed were on a criminal path. He volunteered for this place called FORCE, which stands for Faithfully Organizing Resources for Community Empowerment. And I didn't get a chance to look them up, but I thought that was interesting. Um, So, and it's called FORCE Detroit. As community organizer, anyways... So with that, he was invited to the White House. Um, He was formally invited to a July White House summit on community violence intervention. And then obviously he jumped at the chance. It says he hopped on a plane. I don't know who paid for the plane ride, but it says he hopped on a plane, excited to interact with President Joe Biden and his intervention peers. But when he arrived at the White House, he and four others were turned away at the gate. Um, so basically, Secret Service uh, pushed them. Secret Service pushed them away, and you know, deterred them to not be able to come in. So instead of they were invited, they said they were coming. So instead of notifying them and letting them know, hey, you weren't able to pass the. Um, so basically, they were told they hadn't received U.S. Secret Service clearance, and then no further explanation was involved, was offered as whatever. And then he watched, you know, other people going in mm. and how he felt. And then uh, and then he talked about how he sent Biden a me- message and basically investing in evidence-based community violence interventions to reduce gun violence is a key pillar of Biden's strategy to prevent and respond to gun crimes. But, you know, that was really just to take the guns. Uh, Allegedly, that's my opinion. The Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, which Biden signed into law in June, included $250 million for community violence intervention. But I wonder what they're doing with that. So anyhow, basically, this guy got invited to the White House by um, the president that allegedly had the highest amount of votes and uh, was the most loved and sought after president ever. Uh, just to turn away some individuals that have actually paid their crime, paid for their crime, did their time, and now came out in less than three years of coming out, not redoing the crime again, um, and then went ahead and um, turned his life around to help other people to help their lives turn around. Yes. Can Jason. I ask you, um, just devil's advocate, are is there proof that this isn't just the publicity stunt for the kid or the man? Um, I have no yeah. idea. I mean, how would was we he, know that? Are, are we sure he was invited? I mean, did they call ahead and say, hey, we're going to be here at this time? Uh, and- well, apparently what happened was is he did not pass the Secret Service background <clears throat> check. And so instead of them notifying him and telling him he didn't pass it, they just declined him at the door. 
hmm. which is kind of rude. Not kind yeah, of. If they rude. invited him, they would have known his background. They would have known. A hundred percent. Why would you invite him in the first place? Right. I don't but know. I guess the Secret Service um, turned around and said no. And then the White House, of course, who never takes responsibility for anything, blamed it on the Secret Service. They um, probably didn't even tell the Secret Service that these people were coming over. Uh, they might not have done that either. And well, no, because they, they would have had the Secret Service would have known because they had to do the background check on them. But but knowing that these this was their background right. and this is what they came out of, why would you go then and invite them? And I'm pretty sure that when Trump was in president, he did the Crime Bill Act uh, where he counteracted and allowed people to get out of prison, whatever it was. Uh, I'm sure that when he had people there, I'm sure there was probably people there that had committed crimes. Well, what's really wild? Because didn't he have the lady that spent like 30 years in prison or something like that, that Kim Kardashian helped get out of prison? Didn't she go to the White House? Yes. So what's the difference then? Did you just imply that there were people who are in the White House that have committed crimes? No, that when they did the signing of the Crime Bill Act and they had all the people there i said i'm sure that there was people there that had been former criminals because it was around the crime bill act what's yeah. really wild is with all these crime bills there's still crime haven't people gotten the message i well, know wasn't that the same thing when they said the war on drugs that became a war on us per one of your uh um shirts and masks well that you sell the war on drugs is is by design a war that can never be won, just 100%. like the war on terrorism. Um, or the war on poverty. Yeah. <laughs> the war on world, worldwide wide poverty. Speaking of wars, I think we're going to be talking about that on our up-and-coming uh, podcast that we're going to be having with a group of us. Mm-hmm. Topical. Yeah. I think it's going to be very, very topical. Very yes. topical. Very topical for sure. Indeed. Let's okay. just hope that the nuclear bombs don't start going off before that's released. Yeah. yeah. And everybody, we should probably get like our gas masks and our iodine pills. And well, you know what's funny is that um I've been seeing a lot of iodine pills being advertised me to me on Facebook for like take these pills, they're FDA approved and not get radiation poisoning that's what iodine is supposed to help you with not to get radiation poisoning i believe it's a specific type of iodine what about people that are allergic to iodine they're up shit's creek huh yikes it it iodine collects in your thyroid and when you take the iodine pills the uh it clogs it so instead of the radiac radioactive iodine you get the regular stuff that blocks it. Right. That's like why the you take the thyroid pill. is won't absorb the radiation. Right. Because it's because it will have already been clogged up by the regular stuff. Right. Basically. Mm-hmm. But it's, when it's, it's touching important. my skin, I don't know that's gonna help very much. It's extra important if you're pregnant. Just so you know. Mm. Yeah. Well, somebody I was talking to somebody, um, a financial advisor, and he was saying that a lot of people. Now, I don't know. 
It sounds like Kiel knows more than me and it's worth a discussion. And maybe we should actually research this and give this out as advice on our next podcast. But basically he said, now this, this is barring the situation that Kiel was referencing in our last podcast, uh, the mutually assured destruction. If it's flying everywhere, that's a totally different ballgame. But if it's just one or two nukes, there's a strong likelihood that you're going to survive, you know, because the United States is obviously very big. So then what do we need to do to survive that? You know, iodine pills for sure. But then how often do you dose them? Like, where can you get them? Do you need a gas mask? All of that stuff. Look, and some of us may or may not have gotten some ivermectin, so I'm sure we can get some iodine. You know what I mean? The next thing we know, the pharmacists aren't going to want to fill your iodine prescriptions, even though the doctor was like, I prescribed it to my client, my patient. You can't. I mean, allegedly, that may or may not have happened. You know what I mean? Yes. Honestly, that's such a good point, Jackie, uh, that, yeah, the next thing you know, they're going to make it illegal. Yeah, so it's you, all you of a should, sudden it's not approved by the FDA. <laughs> you should probably buy a few gallons now while you can. And then when the nukes start dropping, you're going to be able to buy anything with just a few drops. Definitely. Now, I do have some of the Lugol's iodine solution. I just don't know if that's what you would need. And if so, how much, how much would you need to take? Well, if I remember correctly, what was being advertised to me I believe was, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> iodine potassium, I believe. I could be mistaken, though. I don't have it in front of me. Right. I'm, busy, well, I'm too busy choking. Right, you are. Uh, maybe we can look into that and talk about it on our upcoming um, <laughs> Unknowns podcast about war. Get it out now, you Justin, right, Justin, before you uh, start to do your story. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad time for Justin to start choking. Not your mama's news. This is the clown world that we live in. It really, Sorry. really is. I was eating some spaghetti and, uh, and I actually inhaled a noodle like up into my sinuses. It was, I don't know how David Copperfield does it. Or I guess that's um, Chris Angel. That's who I was thinking of. One of life's many mysteries. You know, I had a, <clears throat> I knew a kid in middle school who would pull a thread out of his sock in gym class and he would snort it up his nose and cough it out his mouth. And he had a gross. Yeah, that's that. Oh my God, that's so gross. Did you go to school with Chris Angel? <laughs> no. no, this that's, guy was a, that's was literally... way more of a dumbass than Chris Angel was. <laughs> um, well, did he it's... make money off of that scam? No, but uh, I do. Uh, claim some pride in the fact that a guy was so dumb he mentioned it to me and i said dude you need to do that right now and so he was like all right man and he pulled his thread out of his sock and started sniffing it up his nose and he coughed it out and then he and like apparently he did that all morning because everybody thought it was so cool and, they literally and it, thought it was cool and they were not grossed out by it yeah, and uh, ended up having to go home because his nose was bleeding so badly. I mean, you can't blame the kid. I mean, it's a very unique <laughs> skill, it, and it's leave, hard to make friends at that age. Leave it to you, uh, Kiel Thor, to get someone to do some dumb crap 
and then you sit back and watch it happen. You know what I mean? I mean, that it's his fault so for being you. dumb, you know? I mean, I'm impressed with the kid. I don't know where you guys are. I'm like, damn, that, that kid got talent. I'm surprised he's not like president of Zimbabwe or something. <laughs> it does, honestly, it does take, I would say, some, I don't know, intestinal fortitude. I'm not trying to stick anything down the back of my nose in any way, shape, or form to to find okay. out if I could like block. Well, there's plenty of other reasons to stick things up your nose that uh, you know gross people out right 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 <clears throat> a sock thread is pretty i would say that's pretty gross it's it's i it was where was where was the thread from was it like the the leg of the sock or like the foot the toe of the sock i, I i'm not sure i'm sure i'm you know it was probably the uh from the top plastic part i don't know i don't remember and, but. I'm thinking of like those 80s, like knee high socks. It's like <laughs> just, made out of spandex. Just unwind, just a, a layer or two. It was something like that. My how many, pulled how often do you, How often do you think this kid's mom had to buy him new socks? I don't know. <laughs> do you follow him on Facebook still? Me? Can can yeah. we get you him on the podcast? I, I don't I don't have a Facebook page. <laughs> Oh, 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 right, right, right. Yeah, because I would, this is what I would like you to do. I would like you to creep him and then report back to us on what he's up to these days. That would require and, too much effort on social media to accomplish. And then, well, then what would happen is you three would talk crap about it. I'd be like, this kid's amazing. He's doing 10 times better than me. Hmm. It's very possible. Nope. No, he doesn't want to feel jealous by the dumbass. You know what I mean? Well, Listen, I, no, what would be awesome is if he became one of our listeners and heard this story <laughs> and then contacted us and yelled at us for making that fun could, of him. That could be our first hate mail. It might be. be. Awesome. I know. We don't get anybody to call in and give us any like love Fingers or hate. Crossed. You know what I mean? Can't get mm -hmm. hate mail. Kind of um, sad. Well, and sad. If, if anyone does want to call in, I'm sure we can find out the technological measure, measures to actually play it on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the easy part. So, so you could be famous. All you have to do is call and play. I did have an idea um, for a kind of a play mm -hmm. on the DPP for us to do at some point, like, um, what is it? Rowdy and Raucous. And that way, you know, like. Raucous? Rowdy and Raucous. R-A-U-C-O-U-S. And then you have um, like plenty of car wine, Jackie, and everybody's vibing. And then we're, but we have a topic similar to the podcast, but it's not serious. So maybe it is like the stupidest stories from somebody that you went to high school with or like a weird talent, talent of somebody that you went to school with that was very strange. Union of the Unknown Zoom talent show. There you go. <laughs> yes. The other thing is they could get on like a movie night with us if they wanted to, and then we could do a Zoom Netflix and chill thing, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. 
you know. Any, anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> We've gotten way off topic. I know, but listen, so I did want to say one thing in regards to, sorry, I was going to say this, Ash, uh, in regards to the Discord stuff and for them to join us on Discord, but we do have a meme channel on there and it is absolutely hilarious. Like, so one of our guys uh, shared a meme and it says, this just had me cracking up. It says, it says, uh, it's an old guy and a younger female laying down next to each other. And he says, it was great and all, but I lied. I'm no sugar daddy. I'm a Walmart door greeter. <laughs> I'm offended because I did not post that. Meme. No, I know. And then my friend, uh, I, I, I texted it to my friend and she goes, I would his old wrinkled a double s into eternal sleep ha 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 <laughs> anyways so uh you can get a lot of great content to send to your friends and act like the meme came from you uh so go on and join us on discord and at the end of the show uh our beautiful ashley will let you know how you can make that happen i'm sorry go ahead ash Oh, that's okay. Yep. I was going to say, definitely join us on discord. We would love to hear from you and have, um, you know, grow that community. We, that's how we all met. And it's been really, really good. You won't have a boring time. That's for sure. True story. Okay. And one quick thing, Jackie, with your story. So what did anybody from the white house ever apologize to this person? They didn't even comment. They wouldn't even respond back to everybody's favorite fact checker, USA Today. <laughs> Can wow. you believe it? It's clown world. Everybody's favorite fact checker. They didn't even respond back to them, which is crazy. At so least Saki would circle us back around to it. She would at least circle us back, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Hmm. No, you can't get good help anymore. True story. <laughs> okay, Justin, what do you have for us? Well, I mean, we're having such a great time. It, it feels terrible bringing us all down. Uh, I usually do try and bring the more lighthearted, uh, funny stories uh, just to laugh at clown world with everyone. But this one's a little bit more serious from uh, NotTheBee.com, which is the sister site of the Babylon Bee, which is the best news site um, in the world. Uh, I'm not even going to call it satire anymore because their stories have been proven right so many times it just come true yep it, it might take it might take a year two years it might take three weeks i'm not sure what their record is but uh their most ridiculous satire eventually turns into reality believe it or not but um uh the headline which it's by joel abbott at, over at not to be and if you're staying silent because you don't want to be vilified or suspend, suspended for opposing this, then you're a coward. And I would say I agree with him, but I would also <clears throat> take it much, much farther. Um, so it, this is uh, just a story that a young girl posted on Twitter. Um, it's it's a little lengthy, but it's not too long. Um, so... Twitter's putting a sensitive content warning on the tweet because uh, they're Twitter, I guess. You can, <laughs> hardcore porn will pop right up, no problem. But if you get a story about a young girl that got brainwashed by the alphabet people, uh, so I'll just, I'll just read, a, read a, from the article or from her post real quick. 
Uh, I'm a 17-year-old girl with a flat chest, a deep voice, a visible Adam's apple, and some facial hair. There is no reason for me to continue to live. I destroyed my life, and I feel like all hope is stupid for me to have. Mm. Uh, I don't think any person will ever want to date me. Before all of this, people were into me, but I destroyed that. Now no one is ever going to like me. There's nothing I can really do without getting reminded of my past and how much I missed it. I feel ashamed of what I did. I'm scared people will never let me do a decision on my own anymore. I was just a kid, and I would have needed someone to help me accept myself, but my therapist didn't question my transness. I can't stop thinking about the life I could have had. I also think other people will now believe that they are something better than me. I love my mom. She is an amazing mom. She stopped me for the first time from transitioning, but the second time she was also brainwashed. And sadly, though, thought that when all these professionals say it's the right thing to let your kid transition, it must be the right thing. She thinks it's all her fault, but it isn't. I want to kill myself, but then she will feel even more miserable. How can I kill myself and let her know that I want her to be happy? Mm. So that's just the first half of it, and I won't read the second half because it's oh, that's kind of you know we get the message. Did this person end up killing themselves or no? I do not believe so. Oh, okay, good. Then you know, hopefully, I hope not. Did they end up cutting their penis off and stuff like that or no? No, this was a, a young male. young lady that was told that she was a trans man, and she got her top surgery and. It, did hormone replacement therapy so presumably as a young child is that how she ended up getting an adam's apple uh yes i believe i could be making this up but i believe that i read that she was 14 when she started wow. yeah, 14 um so at least she did you know have female puberty um so hopefully once everything starts to wear off she'll be able to become a person again uh, or, you know, feel like a person again once the yeah. natural hormones start to take over. And this kind of goes to what we were talking about last week with, with just the medical industrial complex in general, is that they don't care for you. Um, and it's so many people are either willfully ignorant or just see having an LGBT kid as you know like the new designer handbag so they're just more yeah. than happy for it um but it's just it's man it's it's just it's it's messed it's up. heartbreaking it really is These i mean stories. It's, this is a 14 year old girl that i mean thank god she came to her realization when she did i've not done any backstory you know um research into her backstory or anything so hopefully, you know, I have no idea how any of that stuff works, but hopefully um, she'll be able to start re-regulating everything and um, get back going. And Seth Dillon, who is the uh, ex-CEO of the Babylon Bee, and I believe the owner of Not the Bee, I could be mistaken though, uh, and his quote was, if you're staying silent because you don't want to be, be vilified or suspended for opposing this, then you're a coward. And like I said, I would have used a much stronger word than coward, but uh, I guess he didn't want to get banned from Twitter. Hmm. Mm, that's well, crazy. Yeah. yeah. 
And I, I actually, it would be really good for us to, to maybe have a conversation with somebody who has gone through detransitioning because I would be very curious for their take on that because I don't know, I was following someone's story on Twitter who was an adult female who was regretting their decision because they were a, a more effeminate male and they felt the, the same as this person, like not really still, still not happy with where they were and, you know, not a real woman is how they were feeling, but also like, if you don't stay on that trajectory, then you potentially going to have some really serious health consequences because of the hormone issues. So I would be really curious to have somebody who does know about that talk to us. Um, because I am curious if your body will start to re-regulate. Now, certainly I would say no, if you had the bottom surgery, you know, if you had your penis removed, or if you had your vagina turned into a penis, like, I don't think that you would be able to get back to an equilibrium in that case. But I, I don't know, but I would be curious about that. My my base assumption as being a Facebook and Google biologist is that <laughs> as long as you still have your intended sexual organs, the human body is a miraculous creature. Um, its ability to fix itself is bar none. Uh, so I'm I'm assuming that eventually she's going to be able to start getting everything. She took them really. She started at 14, though, so who knows? I would honestly, I would be surprised just with the basic facts I do know if she would be, if she's going to be able to ever conceive. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that'd be that'd be a pretty interesting topic uh, because there is a lot that would be pretty interesting to know, but also that's a rabbit hole that I'm not willing to go down and research on my own. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really um, tragic that you know these you know uh, gender. I I don't want to I don't want to say the the wrong words here, uh, but you know people have issues with their own gender, and they don't agree with how they were born, and it's a real thing, and you know that people need to get help for, but the whole popular trend now is to just it seems like to to push the go ahead and transition thing and uh you know it's, it's my it's tragic that people get get make these life altering decisions and we talked about this in a, a past episode uh, there was a woman who was suing her therapist for okaying these surgeries then she changed her mind and it was i, that was I, I think this is gonna, right What's that? That was out of Australia. That right? was in Australia, right? But uh, sorry. For oh, I remember that chick. We did that story. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I mean, it, it's 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 tragic that this kind of stuff happens. I think we're going to see more of it as the years go by, and hopefully, it'll normalize itself out, and people won't be so quick to 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 jump into the surgeries and things until they have a really and good parents won't be are. so quick to like put this on their children well, well it sounds yeah sounds like i said and people won't the parents won't be so quick to put this on their children i mean that's ridiculous yeah 
Well, it's it's really is having an LGBT kid at this point. It really does seem like it's at the level of that's that's what you have instead of your new Chanel or designer handbags that you have a status symbol. Um, what kind of a good liberal Democrat are you if your kid believes that there's two genders and he's the right one? Right. Um, what I would really, what I liken this to, is say I do, it's, I'm going to get pretty spicy here. My belief is that it is a condition called gender dysphoria. Yes. Uh, and if, Look, it's I if you want if you're a grown adult and you want to start cutting stuff off, adding stuff on, shooting yourself up with anything, I do you do you. Mm-hmm. Um, but to do this to, to kids is insane because it's what I would liken it to is someone with severe schizophrenia going to the therapist and says, Man, I'm hearing all these voices, they're telling me to go do this, go kill that person yada 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 and the therapist says oh you hear them i hear them too i think that's god we should probably you should probably do what what they're telling you to do uh and what where else do we promote mental illness and it was, I'm, I'm with you on that, Justin, because it was, and this is recently, I was listening to something and I don't remember what the, the version of um, like the DSVM or whatever the, the psychology diagnosis handbook is, but that it was listed. And I knew someone who is a, a counselor for trans people and it was called gender dysphoria disorder. So that change has happened or the classification of that has happened very, very rapidly. And I also think that you made a very good point about that. Like someone, okay, so if this is a mental disorder and I, I don't necessarily want to even say that because a lot of kids like it, who it, so it like mass hysteria is a thing, right? So the Salem witch trials, for example, like people got caught up into that. So we know that that happens. So I don't want to say like, oh, you, you have a mental disorder and you're done for, but I just would like to say, let's pump the brakes on this when it comes to children, because there's a very good chance that, that they are being influenced by a very progressive school and progressive parents who have kids you know, their peers and things like that. And then you have just people trying to fit in and, and the pressures of social media and all these things. So it's, it's a, a sad situation, but like what um, Justin was saying, if someone had an eating disorder and shout out to tunes, he made this point, you wouldn't be like, yeah, you're right. You should go throw up. You should go, you should go throw it up. It's it's funny you mentioned that because I did have that this thought also while while we were having this discussion is that uh, <clears throat> we do do that with eating disorders, just not anorexia or bulimia. How many times have you seen a six hundred pound woman with the caption, "Bold, you know, big is beautiful," and yada yada yada. Uh, healthy at any size yeah like i saw one facebook post where some woman i mean she's big woman and she posted me four heart attacks zero implying and then she explained to herself 
She's had four heart attacks. She's a young woman, probably late 20s, mid 30s. She's had four heart attacks, and she thinks she's winning because she's still alive. You know how many heart attacks I've had? None. It's not wow. like I've lived a healthy life. I know you can't even catch the vid for the life of you. It's, 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 uh, I don't know what it is. You know what? I think I just figured it out. The agenda is really just finding people that don't feel like they fit in. Um, they're having a hard time feeling acceptance. Uh, and that's why they target, you know, bigger obese people because they know that they're unhealthy, but they're too lazy or they physically can't do what it takes to not get healthy, which I think is probably a bowl of crap. I don't want to say pull yourself up by your bootstraps, um, but I don't know, man. And then with the kids, I mean, we were all kids once. Being a kid freaking sucks, especially being being a teenager, like 12, 13, 14 especially if you're not like one of the popular kids at school like like but i'm pretty sure even the popular kids have these this self-doubt in them of who they are and what they're gonna be and so what what do you do you say hey you know what tell everyone that you're the opposite sex or even better make up your own sex Mm -hmm. and you will be praised literally by the world for mutilating yourself and destroying who you are and I, I really feel like that's the agenda. I think it's part of, I, like I often say, I think it's multifaceted, right? So I do think that like what you're saying, there's this crisis of meaning for a lot of people. I think you have the social media pressure. I think there's the transhumanist agenda. I think there's the population control agenda. I think there's the mental illness agenda. I think there's the, <laughs> you know, all the things. Um, agenda any agenda to fit your flavor yes yeah and it's so i i guess i i always like to white pill so i mean man if, if you if you know anyone with kids that i mean are super lefty and someone starts showing up and if it, if their sons start showing up in an in dress um you might lose that friend, but you need to sit down and have a hard chat with them and show them um, stories like this of of children that are effectively yeah. ruining their lives before they've even lived a life. And uh, you at least got to try for the sake of the kid, man. It's it's kids are everything. Right. And hundred uh, percent. You know, kids kids are going to be kids too. Uh, my one of my good friends sisters has a has a boy and a girl and she's apparently very i've never met her she's very very liberal and woke and in that in that way and apparently she gets really pissed off because her son always picks up the stick and pretends that she's shooting like a machine gun and running around and being a boy and the girl wants to wear princess outfits and do all these girly things and she she's trying to raise them as you know you can pick your gender when you turn when you get up when you grow old you know and it's just it doesn't work instead of just loving them for who they want to be whether if they decided to be gay or hey i want to be straight and i want to fit in the stereotypical role 
of I'm a girl. Can I get a Barbie house? I mean, like, well, and it's I can remember being like four or five and I had a stay at home mom. Um, so, you know, she was there with us all day and I can remember just like like walking around in her high heels at like four or five. Um, I guess I don't even re- I just have that memory, weirdly enough. But it's just one of those things where it's like if if I had the wrong parents, it didn't mean you today, wanted to be a girl. Exactly. Um, it's just kids do weird things, especially little boys. I mean, I can't speak for little girls, but <laughs> I I just think of the shit that I've done. I know my friends have done things. I've heard other people. Little boys do weird stuff. That doesn't yeah. mean they're one thing or another. Right. Yeah, they do. Kids are curious. They, you know, um, I'll give it a quick example about that little boy. Um, my sister has uh, a son who's about six years old and they were looking for homes. And one of the homes that they looked at, this guy had some kind of a wild animal in a trap, like, or a cage in the house. And apparently he has had some luck with getting bitten by this, that, and the other thing. And she was like, stay away from that animal in that cage. And she said he was just totally fascinated by it. Obviously, like little boys are curious. They're interested in that stuff. And if you observe kids, there are differences. And that's just that's just a fact. And I'm 34 years old. If you tell me not to do something, the first thing I want to do is turn around and do it. Especially if it involves a cool animal. Right. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'll just I'll just end off my story with a quick proverb um, posted by Seth Dillon. Uh, it, the Babylon Bee is a Christian satire uh, news site. And uh, rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. Which is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to read the Bible one of these days because there's some pretty p- profound stuff coming out of it. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's um, that's really lovely, and I I hope, uh, like Keel said, that we will see people starting to come to their senses because this is very damaging to children, and a lot of people are saying, "Thank goodness, you know, I grew up in a time where I was just allowed to be a tomboy." How many what is, how many movies are based on girls that are tomboys, and then they they go to the prom and they have a huge transformation and they kind of come into their femininity or whatever, you know, I mean, it's a was, all the time. That was every nineties movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's all that. <laughs> the I new was guy. totally a tomboy riding bicycles, climbing trees, um, jumping out of trees, not wanting to wear dresses, falling out uh, of trees back. Now, back in the 70s, we had that those high uh, knee high socks that you wanted to get them as tall as possible, like as up to your knees, <laughs> <laughs> which now I look back, I'm like, oh, my gosh. But, you know, you were really cool. It was like whatever the cool factor was, you know what I mean? But what did we know was cool? We were in like elementary school. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was whatever was cool for kids then. Well, but, even- yeah. Sorry, but then ahead. I look back at like that stuff at that time and I'm like you know, that was so silly. And like my friend who played sports most of her life, I got her into doing her nails, her eyebrows and stuff like that. After high school, you know what I mean? She was kind of a late bloomer, Mm -hmm. but she never wanted to be a boy, you know, and neither did I. I used to think boys had it easier, like in relationships and dating and 
people being interested, but as I've gotten older, it's probably not the case. So I went, it's, I can't think, I can't imagine dating. Uh, Well, I can because I've only been married a few years, but man, before that, because I I don't, I'm looking, I was, I've been looking for, for a wife. It's like, where do you go to tender, tender bars? Like that's, that's not going to work. My advice to anyone that's that's out there, any young men, go go to church and find a nice Christian or Catholic or Muslim, whatever lady, because that's that's where that you're gonna find someone that shares your same values. Or you could do a mail order bride, like some people. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's 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 uh, benefits to both. Uh, if you got a little bit extra money on the cat, uh, you know, on the side, it it doesn't hurt to you know import a wife, but it's you know. If if you want to go a little bit cheaper, going to church is always free. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very good. Ashley, what's up, girl? What's up? Well, I do have, uh, we'll make it quick because we, we definitely are going over a little bit, but I, I just wanted to get this out there because I think that this is going to be um, problematic, significant, meaningful. A watershed moment I'm not sure but a lot of you may have already heard about this the Nord Stream 2 pipeline was well there was an I don't know I don't know what there was damage to the pipeline and and um so basically Gazprom is a nationalized company out of Russia and that is how they ship natural gas to Europe. Definitely Germany is a big recipient of that. From Russia, right? Correct. Yes. From Russia. And so there already has been due to the the conflict over the Donbass region between Russia and Ukraine, there has already been a lot of issue with the natural gas situation in Europe, um, specifically Germany. And then sanctions were put on Russia, which Russia wants to be removed. Um, Anyway, so this, there's two gas lines at the moment. One is Nord Stream 1, and the other is Nord Stream 2. And both pipelines, thanks Kill for that, because I didn't realize it was both, but both pipelines are now damaged. So Nord Stream 1 was already down, I think, due to maintenance. And then, um, Nord Stream 2 was supposed to be, I mean, it was just completed. Um, So anyway, there was damage done. And according to seismologists and other people, this registered not as a natural event. This was not an earthquake or anything like that. They are pretty sure that this was sabotage. Now, this is where it starts to get interesting because we obviously have Russia, they have denied any involvement. And then you have some people that are saying that Russia did it because of why, I guess, because they're trying to punish Europe. But Russia has said that they were not involved in this. And then you had people making a good point. That's like, listen, Russia has a war to fund right now. So why would they cut off a major stream of revenue by sabotaging themselves? And well, I thought it was a good point. Even if even if there wasn't a war, they had to fund, they could just turn the they could just cut the gas off. Yes, there's yeah. no reason for them to blow up their own pipeline when they could just hit a button and shut it off. 
Correct. I think that's a very good point. So uh, we have that issue. Then we have um, Europe, and I guess that would be the European Union, saying they vow a robust and united response. So this to me is very, very concerning. And it, it smacks of 9-11, post 9-11 talk, which we know was an endless war that it, we are still you know, bogged down and mired in, um, in the Middle East to this day, there's still unrest happening there. We all know that. So this, I don't know, it's just really concerning to me because whoever was responsible, um, it, it was dangerous because what is that going to mean for what's happening in Europe? We all, we know that they're headed into winter right now. So I do believe that they, so there's another pipeline that has been opened up, which I don't remember exactly where that one's coming from, but that's not from Russia. It and is then, from the Netherlands, I believe. I could okay. be mistaken. It's an in-country. I know that much. I think the Netherlands does sound right. So thank you for that. Then you have, I believe... China for sure is buying gas from Russia and reselling it to some people in Europe. So there's a possibility that at least some is making it over there, but I would say not nearly what they need. Now, this is also serving another agenda, which is why, in my opinion, it would probably be the United States and NATO and the World Economic Forum crowd that's really ultimately behind this. And the reason is because we know that they are trying to make Russia the boogeyman in everything by the media blackout on the side of the story from Russia with the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Then in an article when I was looking uh, about this story, it was a Forbes article and it said that there was an opportunity for clean energy. So I feel like you have the other play for the green energy, the natural energy um, that they're trying to push and to make it sound like that is more sustainable and better for the environment, which is is not true. And then you also have some people that are bringing up the fact that this methane gas is leaking out in huge quantities from the ocean and into the atmosphere. And why aren't the the climate the people that are very, very concerned, why aren't they screaming about this? And obviously my opinion is because they're behind it, but I don't know. It just seems like a really dangerous situation that keeps getting ramped up every couple of weeks. With um, It doesn't fit their agenda, or maybe it fits into the whole climate change thing that helps it to get warmer. And then they're like, oh, see, this is the reason why we need to get away from everything. Right. And What's I up? am out of breath from taking notes. Um, Jackie, or er, uh, Think Change recovered so much there that I want to get to. Okay, yeah, and I'm I'm basically done. I do want to turn it over to everybody. I um, I just I think and, Justin has some questions. Okay, well, two quick things I wanted to add to that. So we had Biden recently. There's a video of him <laughs> saying that if Russia invaded Ukraine, that they would shut down. Nord Stream 2. And somebody asked how he would do it. And he's like, we'll get it done. Then earlier this year, I believe it was Victoria Newland, who we all know was responsible for the coup in Ukraine in 2014, who was also saying the same thing. So I think that we have some good evidence that the United States and the CIA and the powers that shouldn't be are have an interest in shutting down 
um, the, the pipeline. Absolutely. And that, that, that's actually a good jump into my first note, which is just uh, safe to say it wasn't Russia. So we can go <laughs> yeah. ahead and cross that one out. Yes. Um, uh, and what's, what's really terrifying is that um, Russia is holding a referendum to accept um, a bunch of different regions into being part of Russia. So, and Newton has said, yet means yet. He has also said that he is willing to use nuclear weapons if necessary. Um, the, the number one priority, as Dave Smith would say, is saving the human race and stopping a nuclear... It's, it came... Someone said earlier, um, but I, I wasn't taking notes right that second, um, that if it was only like one or two nukes, it's never going to be just one or two nukes. If one someone shoots a nuke, all the nukes are going to go off. That's, That's it. That's what Kiel was saying. Like, no one's going to say, like, oh, I'm just going to say three over to, like, Seattle, New York, and uh, San Francisco. I'm not going to say if those are good targets or not. Um, but, <laughs> and, like, like, and then what? we're just going to shoot one uh, a missile each until the other government falls down. Uh, <laughs> yeah and that's i would say that's if if so i don't know this for a fact and y'all probably know better than me but i'm assuming that japan obviously did not have nuclear weapons when they were bombed in world war ii but in today's day and time a lot of countries have nukes and we know for sure that russia does well, you know and- when when those when uh the uh fat boy or fat man and little boy were dropped on Japan. Those were the only two atomic bombs in existence at the time. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. And and America is the number one asshole uh, that's like going around like, no, you can't have nukes. You might use nukes. Like, motherfucker, you're the only one in the history of the world that's ever used them. What are yes. you talking about? Well, we learned our lesson. Yeah, exactly. And we know we know better now. Isn't it funny how since the existence of America, we have been the good guy in every single conflict around the world? It is. At least in the last hundred years or so. The savior. Well, they're always trying to, they're always trying to um, uh, replace Jesus. So they want to come in and be your savior. They go in, they create the disasters. They come in and they want to be your protector to clean up the disasters. It sounds like it's like, uh psychopath to me personally but hey 100 a very abusive relationship to be sure and 100%. i could be mistaken but i leave i believe what is happening with the um russian sanctions on their oil is that russia they take their gas and they sell it to saudi arabia in china saudi, yeah well yeah and then saudi arabia takes russian gas and refines that and uses that gas and then they sell us all of their oil that they're not using now because they're using Russian oil. So they send it back over to us. So it's like, imagine who, if we all just used our own gas. It's what a it's, concept. Well, I, they're so from what I then understand, they couldn't funnel money. Well, yes, but from what <laughs> I understand, different oil, like in the ground oil, has very different qualities that needs different types of refinement. So depending on what the project is, I mean, I can understand, you know, it being an international commodity instead of just like, like as, as Monica Perez would say, like, 
why am I buying shrimp that was caught in China, stuck China. in a refrigerated ship, sailed over an ocean for six months, sat in, you know, in transport for another six months? Like, there's got to be a better way of getting shrimp. America has coastline. We can get American shrimp. West Coast and East Coast coastline. And, and Pacific. And uh, the Atlantic. And, and, yeah, there's so many. They're like, we can't we can't find shrimp. And the Gulf Coast. Gulf Pacific, Coast Atlantic, shrimp. and Gulf Coast. Like Gulf Coast America is the best, man. America's mm. half of an island. We have a little bit up top, a little bit on down bottom, but in that we're an island. Mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Get those big tiger shrimp. So okay. So before we close out, Ashley, are we done with your story at all? Or are you still yep. got more to go or well, what? Yep, we I, are. I think Justin um, has another question, apparently. I do have he's I do taking have, notes now. Yeah, give, give me just a, a couple comments. Um so the a Polish EU Parliament member went on Twitter. I thought you were going to start with the joke there. Go ahead, get restate re- that again. Sorry, I I am offended at that. Those accusations. I would not take anything like this so, so unseriously. Um, but Parliament EU member went on Twitter talking about the Nord Stream um, damage. I guess we'll call it, even though as Ashley said, seismologists have ruled out an earthquake, basically only leaving a bomb left. Um, but he went on Twitter and said, thank you, USA. Mm-hmm. So was I that-, that was a joke when I read that, I thought the guy was joking, like calling the United States out. And then afterward, I saw the apparently serious. No. And yeah, and Poland, Poland is one of the few countries that actually has a stake in this pipeline. So it's basically Russia, USA, Poland. And Poland and what was is he a- thanking the USA for? For blowing up. up the pipeline. For closing it up? For blowing, blowing it, up. it up. Oh. Yeah. So it's it's what like I don't know. We blew up an oil pipeline. That's what this Polish uh member of EU is saying uh happened to that the Nord Stream 2. Uh <laughs> so and and you know Poland isn't gonna be doing it without America's, you know, go ahead. They're our bitch. Mm-hmm. Um and then allegedly. Last- Right. That's his opinion. And lastly, that is just, not the opinion of not your mama's news. <laughs> I just wanted to bring up this last thing, and I will have our great friend uh, Terry Canary stick it in the show notes. Since climate change did come up, there is this amazing video of this uh, Greta Thunberg wannabe um, calling into like a radio show, um, saying why was she doing it naked? Should... No, it was it was a call-in show, but she was saying that people should have to get permits and a valid reason if they want to get on an airplane. Like, going on vacation? No, we have to save the planet. Screw you. You aren't going to get on that plane. Um, and then the, the interviewer uh, asks when the last time she was on a plane, and it was to go to Fiji uh, on vacation with her family. Um, so it's, it's just one of the most hilarious, best things you will ever see in your life. And if you need a chuckle and most, I mean, she's can't. 18, she hasn't experienced her world yet. You know what I mean? She hasn't had any responsibilities. No, I, yeah, it's outside of having her ego wild. blown up. Yeah. Right. She, well, was, she was laughed at by the interviewer, uh, yeah. bigly. It was, it was very funny. And it was like, yeah, the hypocrisy of these people knows no bounds. It's exhausting. I'm going to fly in my private jet and tell you why you can't have a gas car to go to work. Yeah. Right. Exactly. While our electrical lines are collapsing, 
because you're because we just spent three hundred billion house, in Ukraine. You're charging up your electric car off of our coal plants. But yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell us how you're cleaning? And nuclear is actually the, some of the cleanest energy out there. But you know, yes. let's not even go. Yeah, let's yeah. not go there. And that's the other thing that Europe has been uh, shutting down their nuclear plants. It just, it doesn't make sense unless Um, you're up to something very nefarious. You know, all I wanted to comment on about Ashley's story was that, you know, my first instinct was who, what, who has the motivation to bomb those pipelines? And, you know, you rule out Russia because why, you know, they could shut it off if they wanted to, why damage it? And you got Europe. That leaves that leaves the United States and Poland in my mind. But yes. I'm sorry, you look at Europe and you know what? That's their pipeline to get energy. And they they need to negotiate with you know Russia, whatever that stuff is. Yep. My my thought was it's gotta be somebody who wants to agitate the relationship between Russia and Europe. And you know, maybe somebody who's already sending billions of dollars to Russia's opponent right now could Probably be behind more. it. Yes. But that Ashley made uh, your your comments really hadn't set in my my brain yet is that the you know the green energy industry is huge so why couldn't it be uh, a BlackRock or something ESG funded effort you know that corporate espionage corporate uh, they can send you know private um, military agents to underwater demolition team the heck out of that pipeline it doesn't have to be a government right. so i, I do like that and i love a good conspiracy mm. um devil's advocate is that i would assume that any of the people with the means to really pull that off and not be found out and, and taken out for it i would have to assume that they would have to get the okay from the u.s government first if Maybe. we're assuming that there isn't a greater world power out there calling yeah. all the For shots. For the greater good. Right. Yeah. Most, yeah. most dangerous I, words Screw my family language. and screw yours, but they want the greater good. For what? The greater good for what? Define that. Define it. What does that mean? Fair I can not define it. It yeah. means the, the, the most dis, the, the worst words in the English language. <laughs> there is no words more dangerous than for the greater good. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley, what were you going to say? And then I'm going to um, just let us know or think about the story. And then you can close this out. Okay. Yeah. Um, just was going to say that I, uh, I think that we probably will be revisiting this story again, because I do think that it's going to be significant and probably for the entire world, especially the United States and Europe, Germany, Russia, certainly. Um, I think this is going to have some implications. It's a pretty serious situation. So um other than that okay jackie uh one other thing i just wanted to say that if everybody wants our favorite australian stella to come back anytime soon that they should write in comment twitter us tweet us twip us whatever (laughs) us but definitely call in to the number that ashley's going to give at the end and and demand that our favorite australian come back on we already have our favorite european british or canary whatever wherever he's from brit yeah him terry now in canary that we love he's the smartest one out of us all believe me 
All right, here we it's go. It's just his accent that makes you think that. <laughs> and the fact that he's a mathematician. But uh, yeah. who needs okay. math? <laughs> needs math. <laughs> Sorry, as okay. Terry would say, maths with an S. Max. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So our story, which we'll have in the show notes, is Chipotle detests robotic chip maker after Gavin Newsom signs minimum wage bill. Before I read the story earlier today, I had made a mention. I just had this thought. I was like, you know, um, and I said this in our Discord group. So, again, if you want to be a part of our amazing content, uh, join our Discord, which Ashley will give later. Um and basically the fact that our people are just going to, because people cannot, companies cannot afford to pay individuals the living wages that people really need to live at at this point in time and not be like totally broke. Um, especially if you're renting a place without government assistance, they're going to just be like, screw it, just live on HUD take welfare and then just have the government basically subsidize their whole life, even though that is a mediocre life, unfortunately, but they will have them subsidize it. And it's better than that than, you know, working at a grocery store or wherever to be able to just try to afford to live. So this is another example as Chipotle is going to now those jobs that you barely were making it on are now going to be chipped out. So a Chipotle restaurant in California will test a robot to make its chips to combat a minimum wage bill. I already said that. Um, so I previously tested it, but this is what I really wanted to share. The Mexican restaurant calls the device Chippy. And Chipotle has great confidence that Chippy's work can suffice. For the full article, please look at the show notes and you'll be able to see the full article. And I'd love for you guys to comment on our Twitter page. Uh, our lovely uh, Twitter person will share the article as well and ask you all to comment, which we can read those comments on our up and coming uh, Not Your Mama's News next week. Okay. And the other thing I was going to say about that is there was a really good discussion about how damaging minimum wage requirements are in the episode, I believe it's episode six, right? about the faith, the faith episode. That was where they talked a lot about oh, yeah. Yeah. the minimum wage. Yeah. So um, I think that would be something good to check out too, to tie into Jackie's article that she wants you to research because the minimum wage thing, the push for a super high minimum wage is actually very damaging. And it's going to be part of what causes a huge surge of automation and actual job loss. So why not make it a hundred dollars an hour? Exactly. Come on. Yeah. Um, okay. So I am going to have one employee um, in the whole place. Yes. No. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah. Everybody would just be making a hundred dollars an hour. That's how go. it works. Right guys. Mm -hmm. Follow the science. Definitely follow the science. All right. Go ahead and close this out, Ashley. Okay. So to close this out, a couple of things. I did want to give a shout out to Terry. He's usually with us. So we miss you tonight, Terry. I wanted to give, uh, and thank you. He is who puts our show notes together. So uh, I really appreciate that. They're fun. They're awesome. They're quick. Also shout out to, and witty, to Stella for our awesome Not Your Mama's News artwork, which is really 
I was so happy with that. It's amazing. Um, what a blessing. I also want to thank Jackie for putting all of this together for really, you know, keeping it organized, pushing us to get the episodes done. Thank you for that. Keel, I want to give you a shout out. Um, Keel has done a ton of work on YouTube clips and, you know, the intros, the outros, the editing, and has really made it very fun. So I, I really appreciate y'all for everything that you do. Ismcant, thank you for being America's sweetheart. And um, the other thing that I just wanted to to go over is how you can get in touch with us. So Twitter at Union Unknowns, our Gmail account, Union of the Unknowns at gmail.com, our phone number, and please somebody call in and leave us hate mail because Justin wants this. Phone number 404-482-3130. Again, that's 404 404- 482-3130. And then we have our union of the unknowns.com website. And that's where you can find our info to all the other socials, Rumble, Discord, all that good stuff. Um, yes, and other shout outs, Big Perm for your sound bites, Brucey for uploading for us onto Rumble. Um, it's really, really cool to be a part of this with a lot of people that I really like. And I'm I'm glad that I met y'all. Big ups to everyone. Me too. I'll wipe my tears later. I love you guys. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good night, everyone. Buenos noches. Oh, that, by the way, if you just know a little bit of Spanish when you get the spam calls, just start talking to them in Spanish and they hang up on you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Everybody. Hasta la pasta. Sayonara. Love it. Bye. Bye. Knocked. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.